0: What was it like in the basement? What was life like living
1: there? Yeah, like the first week, uh, there were no
2: problems with food, but then uh, problems with food started. And uh, we ate one potato like for, for a couple of persons and some jam and some you know bread, and that's all we ate.
0: Tatiana Nerkova lives in the town of Vorzel. It's about 30 minutes or so outside Kyiv. In normal times, the town is, you know, this cozy suburb, but then the Russians occupied it. People started running out of food. The Ukrainian government sent a shipment of bread.
1: People were, you know, in line
2: for bread. But our volunteers told us not to go anywhere because Russians shot this line, and I guess two people died, uh, and uh, many were injured by this shooting. And from that day we realized, like, we won't go outside, it's
1: not safe. And Russians weren't uh,
2: let people to, you know, just take away these bodies. I think these bodies uh, were laying on the ground because uh, Russians want to scare people and make them, you know, f- like this feeling of fear uh, spreading. They're spreading this feeling of fear.
0: I'm David Green, and this is Ukraine Stories from Fearless Media, where we tell the story of the war in Ukraine every weekday, one person at a time. So what was your life like just like six weeks ago?
1: I
2: have an adult son. I had an apartment and uh, my husband was working and uh, I have a good salary and now I understand that I had a pretty good life and uh, I had a life that you can dream of. But I realized it now.
0: Tatiana is a vet and before the war she ran a volunteer animal shelter. What was the moment or point when Things changed.
2: Twenty-fourth of February, six am. From the very first day I realized life will never be the same. Like when you hear these explosions, you're sitting in your apartment and you hear all of these explosions and shootings and you think like everything destroyed in the streets and you just sit at
1: home and think there is no life out there. From the first day, we were living in our hallway in the corridor with my husband,
2: son, and eight animals. And, uh, you know, we, we heard explosions and shootings like every minute, every hour.
0: So where, where did you end up going to, to try to be safe?
1: After four or five days, we
2: just went to the streets for the first time and uh, we were running to the school to, you know, just check if there is any bomb shelter. So yeah, and we realized like there is a bomb shelter, we can be at this school. So we just went home to, you know, took our childrens with us.
0: The bomb shelter, was it, it's like the basement of the school underground?
1: this
2: school uh, my son attends so I felt safe in this place I know all of the teachers of this school and when we went to this uh, basement I just covered with my jacket and I fell asleep for the first time I guess in these days and I slept good because I feel safe in this school, because it's my son's school, I know everybody.
0: How long were you in the basement?
1: I guess I was in this
2: basement for like 10, 14 days. But every day was just the same, like it started at 6am and we have no electricity, we have no phone, we have no internet, we didn't know what's going on around us, like outside. And there were also like adult people who were crying and screaming. all the time because their relatives were in Gostomel. This town was heavily bombed and this panic was spreading among all of the people.
0: So at some point you decided to leave the basement.
2: There were some moment when I realized that that I just tired of being scared, tired and exhausted of this fear,
1: and at that point,
2: you don't care. You just don't care if something's gonna happen to you or not. You're just trying to go outside of the school to, you know, to go somewhere, to do something, because you're just tired to feel this fear.
1: I guess it was 11th of March, and when we, you know, just went to our building apartment, we We saw um, like two two, hundreds
2: uh, of cars near our house and then we just
1: uh, we uh, just heard uh, that uh, there is uh, a evacuation
2: of civilians out of this town
1: i was fighting with my husband because uh, he uh, was was screaming at at me and said you
2: should go you need to leave leave this this town town. you must go There isn't, it it isn't safe Um, to be in here. And I was just like, I'm um, not going anywhere. I want to stay at home. I want to stay here. And then at some point, my son just, you know, disappeared for a couple of minutes. And I, I, I said, like, nobody's gonna pick us. You know, there is too much people in there. Like, there is no space and place for us. And then my son entered the room and said, like, I found the car. Let's, let's you know, just
1: go out of here. We just uh, went to this car and
2: uh, I saw like six people in this car already. And I said to the driver, like, there is no
1: place for us. We can't sit here. Like, there is no spare
2: place for us. And he said to me, shut up. We will find some place for you. Uh, so just sit in here and Let's get out of here.
0: Where did you, where did you and your son sit in the car?
1: <laughs>
2: I was sitting on the knees of my son.
1: Also,
2: I have a backpack and a small dog in my backpack, and I realized, like, my whole life just, you know, ended up being in this small backpack under my shoulders.
1: And this evacuation line
2: out of the cars, like there were tons of checkpoints, of Russian checkpoints. And at these checkpoints, we weren't allowed to look at these Russian, we Russian soldiers. We weren't allowed to look them in their eyes.
0: So how did you get to here, to Lviv?
1: Yeah,
2: we went to Kiev, and we were at Kiev. I guess, at 8 or 9 p.m., and my mother lives in Kyiv, and I called her and said, Mom, we got here, we're in Kyiv, she started to cry, and we went to her
1: apartment, to her home, and this was the second time
2: when I fell asleep and I slept good
1: написала в свою группу uh, then I
2: we have chat group in Telegram, where all of the animals, lovers, like our vet clinic, all, all of the people of this vet clinic is one chat. And I wrote in this chat that I want to go to you know, somewhere else. And uh, uh, one person told me, like, he have relatives in Lviv, and I wanted to go there. There is no explosions and bombs. Uh, there is quiet in, in here, in Lviv. And uh, they said, like, they give me the spare room and I can rest and decide what to do next. So I just went to Lviv.
0: So you're, I guess, um, officially, like you're a refugee in your own country.
1: Yeah.
0: <sighs> Have you even had time to think about that yet?
1: Я не знаю, когда я вернусь домой, когда я смогу увидеть мужа.
2: I know that I have no home. Я
1: беженка в своей стране. Я не знаю, как строить свою I... жизнь дальше. I didn't know, что я не знаю, when I'm как вернуться домой. Я не знаю, как помочь
2: маме. No я все время живу на войне. Я не знаю, как планировать
1: свою жизнь. Or next year, I I don't know, I know that I'm going to be be back back home someday,
2: but I don't know when exactly, and uh,
1: last day I just went on the streets in Lviv,
2: and I felt uncomfortable in
1: the streets, it's a very beautiful city, but
2: I can't fully enjoy it right now, because yeah, it's peaceful in here, but in my hometown, there is a war, and I can fully enjoy, like, everything that's going on, like, under this peaceful sky in Lviv. And
1: uh, all I think about, like, wow, this is big, beautiful buildings with thick
2: walls. Maybe I think, like, there is a pretty good basement under these buildings, and it's pretty safe in here
0: because all you're still thinking about is (laughs)
1: basements. Unfortunately, all I think about, like,
2: is there a, a safe place to live or isn't it a safe place to live? Like, I, you know, just consider myself in the place and I think, is it safe in here or it isn't? Because, you know, it's instincts. All I can think about is, is it it safe for me or isn't it safe for me? Like instincts, like in animals, you can survive because of this instinct.
0: Since we did this interview, Tatiana has gone back home. The Russians had occupied her town, but now they have retreated. Her town is right next to Bucha, and if you don't know, that is a town where we're now learning people were executed and left in the streets to die, or they were buried in mass graves. We'll hear more from Tatiana soon, and we'll be back tomorrow with more Ukraine stories from Fearless Media. I'm David Green.